I'm a young. I am. And I am a young black. A young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs>
killed this past summer, so I kind of inherited mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Sorry for and, your loss. Huh? I said sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. And Dream is an Appaloosa cult. He's eight months old. So his whole thing, I started showing him halter. So hopefully we can make it to uh, the Appaloosa Futurity and everything like that this year. And Buttercup is our miniature, and she does pony parties and hospital visits. And we took her to, we just started taking her to hospitals to visit with cancer patients and stuff like that this year. Mm -hmm. So that's the herd for <laughs> <And> now. <laughs> well, good, good. Looks like they, um, you know. All in due time, everybody will, you know, get their get their work done eventually. Yes, <laughs> yeah, eventually, uh, so I am the director of Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy. So eventually, once we're like full force, they will all be doing lessons. Like you guys mm -hmm. are all going to work your little mm -hmm. butts yeah. off mm -hmm. for working me all these years. So <laughs> yes, yes, I completely understand that. So you said that you've been riding since you were like six. Were your was your family into horses? It was kind of like yes and no, and uh, my uncle. Well. I guess you could say that. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my mom, no. My dad, no. My, you know, just not immediate family. So, mm -hmm. I kind of brought it to the immediate side and stuck with it and been doing it ever since. Like, I, you know, my parents probably thought I was crazy and everything else, but <clears throat> it was... Or they thought it was a hobby, which the, it, it was, turned into, right. It turned into like a, a lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's our little tagline: passion, culture, and lifestyle. Like it just yep. it, it consumes yeah. you for sure. Um. So, what kind of in your career made you want to put horses as a focus? Cause it is a hobby for some people and they, you know, have a job doing something else. But um, what in your career path kind of said, Hey, you know, I just, I'm going to stick with teaching and, you know, establishing the, the Philadelphia urban riding Academy, stuff like that. Um, so I worked in human in HR for like 15 years and I always admired like the women that could like get dialed up and go to work every day. Like, I'm like, that's amazing. Cause I don't want to brush my hair. I don't want to do anything, mm -hmm. but the office life, it just, it required me to think too much. I think that's what it is. And horses is like, it doesn't ever feel like work, even teaching. And I started teaching at a young age as a teenager, I started teaching and it never felt like work. It's just, you know, hey, I'm at the barn doing stuff. So I think that's the best thing about it. And Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy, I can, you know, do what was done for me, like with the black community. I mean, because we didn't have to pay for riding lessons. You know, it's kind of like, hey, you take care of this horse and 
mm-hmm. you get the ride and it's kind of you teach yourself as you go and you hang on. That was the main thing. You get on the hang on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started taking riding lessons, I think, at a different facility after the Fletcher Street Stable. So, <clears throat> and then it just shows every weekend, state to state. And it was, it was fun. I will say that. Well, that's good. That is good for sure. All right. Sorry, my computer's being weird. Um, so what, what are some challenges that you face kind of in your job in the, in the horse industry right now? I wouldn't say there are too many now. Uh, I wouldn't say there are any. Back then, back in the day when I was growing up, yes. Now, we're here. I mean, we've always been here, but we're really here now. Mm -hmm. Right. We didn't stamp this crap. So, I don't have too many, I don't have really any challenges as far as outsiders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were the challenges then? Well, back then. Oh, goodness. It was like in 95 or 90, 94, 95, the early 90s, I was like the only black kid in the show ring mm-hmm. r- riding English and jumping. and I was so light. I think that judges didn't know that I was black back then mm-hmm. I don't know what they thought I was like but as I got old, and I remember not seeing other like people of my skin color back then and then as I got older maybe freshman year in high school I would I remember going to register for a show in Bel Air Maryland and I heard like this group of girls like oh god the black girls here I'm like did this just happen (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like oh wow and I was I remember telling my uncle like you know I was upset about it because we came from like the heart of North Philly and we had this big old gray stock trailer with spray paint on it and a beat up truck and drove all the way to Maryland and I was embarrassed and he mm-hmm. said, don't you, you, you know, be embarrassed because you got this horse that was born in North Philadelphia and in the ghetto and you're traveling all the way out here. These people paid fifty dollars and $60,000 for their horses and you're beating them on a horse that you made <laughs> in the hood. Like I didn't have a, a riding arena. I would go to a high school football field that was close by and I would ride there at nighttime and it's like the stadium lights. Like I really thought I was somewhere. Like, oh, somewhere important, and like I didn't have jump standards. Like we would set up chairs and tires that you find on the side of the road and stuff like that. So, and it was like you know hurtful that people thought that way because that was like my first really time dealing with racism. But then after that chat with my uncle, I'm like, can't beat me no way. So you know, (laughs) I, I just ward as a badge of honor after that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so well that's cool i mean we've we've heard similar stories you know from people 
even not the early 90s, like even now, you know, going into circuits that they are the only one or, you know, girls younger than us, like we've li literally never been on a horse beside a black person on a horse. And I'm right. like, what? Right, 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 <laughs> that right. blows right, my right. mind still. Yeah, right. Blows my mind. So, you know, and that's, that's kind of why we do this. We're like, although our our stories are unique to ourselves but we all kind of share the same feelings right. about things um just because we've been through it too we've been through right. it for sure um so let's talk about the the philadelphia urban riding academy when did you um start that okay so did, have you ladies heard about the movie concrete cowboy with idris alba and method man yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so that took place at the Fletcher Street Stables, which I've managed for 13 or so years. And that's also where I started riding. Uh, the producers of the movie, uh, my friend who was just killed last year, they worked really closely together with, um, as far as like the movie and, you know, what the movie is based on and that kind of thing. and you know, they helped start Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy because in Philadelphia, there was once upon a time, maybe 50 backyard stables where they were just for black people or, you know, that buildings that we, abandoned buildings that we turned into stables. And wow. due to gentrification, it's like maybe three left. Mm. So, and Fletcher Street is one of the original uh, black backyard stables for the black cowboys and one of the last standing. So Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy is to basically preserve the history of and the legacy of the urban black cowboy in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, and to bring back those kind of, to, it's never been an actual organization before, so now it is. And to bring back what it did for people like that I grew up with and before me, generations before me, which was, you know, horses and learning and just, you know, now with structure. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. with a host of other programs to go along with it. But it's important that, because you can always, I even remember driving through with my parents through different parts of the city of Philadelphia. And I'm like, oh my God, another horse, another horse. Like, mm -hmm. so you would always see the Black Cowboys somewhere in Philadelphia. So we're trying to keep that going on so it does not stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is great. Yeah, do you guys focus on a specific discipline at all or are you just like, just lessons? Exposure? Um, pretty much hunt seat and stock seat. So... Uh, a lot of the kids were working on a new facility at the moment, so a lot of kids end up liking Gymkhana and barrel racing and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, which is fun, but you have to, um, as far as, you know, you have to, I feel like you should be able to ride any discipline, like, you know, everyone says that riding English is so hard, or a lot of people say that, I'm like, no, I think it's easier. But I think if you start off riding English, you can ride anything, any discipline, any 
because the equitation and all of that stuff flows with you. Um, so yes, hunt seat. I can only teach like advanced, be, uh, beginner through advanced hunt seat and stock seat. Now dressage and raining. I would have to ship you somewhere else. I mean, I've yeah. <laughs> taken a few dressage lessons, and but I don't. I always feel like if you haven't competed in it and sh or shown successfully, yeah, you should. don't teach it. Right, right. So I I stick to what I've done and, and keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. Who helps you do all of this? What Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy? Yes. Or the producers from the movie. They, oh, so even are they done with the movie yet? They are. They're finishing up editing now, so mm -hmm. probably you'll see something by August, late so summer this year. So the academy, even like after the movie is done, it'll just keep continuing. Yeah. Or it'll just continue. Yeah. Oh, look, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they are like so many different people have come through Fletcher Street. Like there was the Wall Street Journal, the Fletcher Street book, and Google, and the 76ers commercial. So many different things. I mean, they, which is good. They keep, they keep Fletcher Street in the media, but they mm -hmm. come through, they do what they need to get done, and then that's it. These people, mm -hmm. the, the producers from the movie, they genuinely care. Like, mm -hmm. and they want to, they're like, you know, we want to see what happens after the movie we want this to keep going and mm -hmm. they're an amazing group of individuals they're like family now where um i know i get on their nerves and vice versa but they're an amazing group of oh, people that's good that is really good that's awesome so will the new facility be close by or are you just building up on what you already have we're working with the city uh, to get a new location uh, because like the other stables before Fletcher Street, Fletcher Street is, there's three different barns on Fletcher Street with mm -hmm. two different, own, three different owners and there's not one specific location. It was like five different barns on one block. So this would actually be ours that mm -hmm. can't be gentrified cannot be torn down it would be you know concrete in the city it's you know that way so we don't have to worry about losing it or those kind of things right well good luck with that i'm sure that's so a tedious much. tedious process but it's a lot of work <laughs> yeah especially working with the city because they want to regulate everything Yes, I haven't gotten that far. I mean, they, they're, they're strict, but, you know, it's not like, and I appreciate it a lot more because it's not someone handing it to me and doing all like this, the work for me. Like I have to like do every single thing mm -hmm. from like, you know, from the ground up and it makes me appreciate it a lot more. I do have mm -hmm. help with, uh, a friend, my partner, he's not here. I thought he was going to make it, but mm -hmm. you no, know, he keeps me straight and like focus here. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And sometimes you need that with horses. Yes. Yeah, because I'm trying to 
because there's that, then there's my real job, which is horses also, and then taking care of horses after my horses afterwards. It's it's so much. Mm-hmm. So you uh, said your real job is that the teaching, the lessons? No, that's with the police department. Okay, uh, see. See, I was like, I hit her up on Instagram, yada, yada. And then I went to go add you on Facebook. And I was like, wait, what? She's a mounted yeah. officer? <laughs> well, I did not know that part. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, um, so I'm not, I'm a civilian, but I take care of the police horses. Oh, okay. okay. That's so, cool. And I've been there for going on seven years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. So that's you that sent me the friends request today. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get it because I'm like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. me. that was me. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Do they do they have a barn? Where do their horses stay? Their horses are in the the, the greater northeast part of Philly. Okay. So even like the actual stables that are actual stables now in Philadelphia is maybe like eight of them that aren't for the black cowboys. Uh, you know, I'm sure you guys heard of Work to Ride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The okay, so she's an amazing person also. Um, I'll try to get her to get some of her kids to talk to yes. you guys as well. Yes, okay. we'll talk to her too. We'll talk to everybody. Yeah, her too. Yeah, I, I taught there <laughs> for years. So, and did her program and taught her lesson program for years. She's, they're great. But uh, those buildings were actually police stables, mm, okay. old police stables. So, but now there's one police stable left and it's in the far Northeast. It takes me an hour to get to work every day. I dread. That I was drive. about to ask, how long does it take? Oh my goodness. <laughs> mm. So when do you find time to do the stuff with the with the pony? With in between work, it's like my my like I feel like a robot. Like I'm just going and going and going and going. I, I do sleep, but I do find time to to sleep because I enjoy sleep a whole lot. <laughs> yes, um, I am with you there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is pretty cool, though. That's pretty cool. Do you have Miss um, Buttercup? Is she part of a therapy program, or is it just kind of free? It, no, she. Well, yes and no. Uh, I did a photo shoot in this concrete cowgirl photo shoot in in front of City Hall in the middle of Broad Street, like it's this busy street, mm-hmm. and the photographer, one of his clients. I was like, hey, can do you know someone that can bring a horse to the hospital for like a she runs a therapy program and he asked me and I'm like, Yeah, we can do that. Like that's one thing we've always talked about, like that we wanted to do and we just popped up with it one day and then we just kept on going. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, yeah. Okay. And she's like this she is the most skittish little pony. I was just telling someone last night, like she's so jumpy, but in the hospital I'm looking like, who are you? She's so relaxed. Yeah. And just like, hi, everyone. But at the barn, she's like a, a firecracker. I'm like. <laughs> she knows when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Right. She really, And she's only four. So oh, she's, wow. a, she's a little gem. Yeah. So. Well, good. That means she'll be around for a while. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be an expert in her job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a little mini that I've been taking different places and trying to decide if we're going to do like the pet partners therapy program or just kind of right. wing it. <laughs> I love doing it though. I mean, yeah. it's like things that we take for granted mm-hmm. is. And, and I tell people all the time, it's like coming into this barn and like cleaning five stalls every day and feeding horses. It's like, ugh, whatever. But it's amazing to like outside people who don't get to do it. And so, so something like this that we take for granted, this little miniature pony or horse, she you know, you go into a hospital, a lot of these people, all they see is machines and four room, like four walls. Yeah. They don't get to babe. come home sometimes. So mm-hmm. she really like brightens like up the room. And I think it's great. There needs to be more miniature horses and stuff doing that kind of thing because seeing those smiles, like I just could not stop my eyes from water. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have one moment that I almost cried over Christmas. This guy was blind. Um, I took him to a senior center. And mm-hmm. it, was like, it, wasn't, it was like an active senior center. It wasn't like a nursing home. But one of the guys was blind and he was like touching them. And he's like, oh my God, I haven't touched a horse in so many years. Oh like, my God. Oh. And he's like about to rub his butt. I'm like, just put your hand up here. Oh, <laughs> just rub his oh. hand. <laughs> I was like, wow. barely keeping it together. I was just like, yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, you have those shoes. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can't see them, but that's okay. I'm like, oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. See, that kind of, I'm like, those are like tearjerker moments for me. Like, I'm just like, the last time we went, to the hospital we people were like getting chemo and we were just like walking around and I'm like I just <laughs> like had to hold it in like mm-hmm. wow this and they're just like going through their treatment with and not even paying attention to their treatment because of her mm-hmm. so it was just I love doing it I, I love it <clears throat> yeah yeah it's definitely I'm glad that you're doing it yeah yeah um so what do you think is like your vision for the future for the for the um urban riding academy do you want to like kind of make that your full-time thing or what what vision do you have for like the next five ten years it would definitely be a full-time job because there's i did start concrete horsemanship Mm -hmm. uh you know, people are like, you know, hey, I like what you do with your horse. Like, there's this one video with, I was just playing around with one of my horses, free lunging him, and he's like, they're all voice command. And again, like, people who have horses, they're like, so amazed. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> but that's something I've always, like, did with my horses, but mm-hmm. I guess it is unique. And it, it's it's like decent like as people say so people are like can you train my horse can I send my horse to you so it's like and and then a, a clinician I went to a clinic in Maryland and his name is Sonny Gargiulio he's a natural horsemanship uh clinician and clinician 
And he, he asked me, he said, why don't you, you know, do clinics? I'm like, excuse me? I'm still like, <laughs> excuse me. I'm like, I'm still watching you guys. And like, right. Casey Westfall and John Lyons. I'm like, I'm, and he says, so do I. We all do, but you need to do it. Like you, you have a talent and you need to like express it. I'm like, eh, whatever. He's just like flirting and stuff like that. <laughs> So little old Italian man and so I went into the horse expo last year and he was there and he saw me, he was doing a demonstration and he stopped and he's like, Hey everybody, Ken Rand, that's my friend Erin and she's gonna be here next year doing a clinic. She's up and coming clinician. I'm like, wait, no, I'm not <laughs> so, don't tell him that. <laughs> So, and he's been like a huge inspiration to me because like, again, like I'm still, I, I can watch, I can binge watch training videos all day long. Training videos in the Golden Girls, I never get tired of it. <laughs> so they, you know, I, I, concrete horsemanship is like one of the things that I hope to have like full force, whether it's clinics and or in-house clinics and hey what happened here oh, i don't know go. that's a nice picture there we go oh where'd it go oh okay um clinics and that kind of thing so along with like i'm gonna have to like find other people that can teach and give riding <laughs> lessons or i'm gonna have to teach someone how to you know teach how i teach and <laughs> yeah have an assistant. So, yeah, yes, because it's going to be impossible. Like my partner, who's not here, he's going to just take care of like the daily duties of the, the farm and that kind of stuff. Right. Because mm-hmm. like I always say, like I need a clone and I need a, a twin or a clone. <laughs> I need a triplet. And he's like, No, I can barely handle one of you. I can't imagine. Like <laughs> I'm like, but no, we can have one doing paperwork. We can have one training horses. We can have one riding horses. Have everyone teaching exactly, like, and the other one could be at home sleeping, and then wake up to supervise all me, the other me. <laughs> I could, I could be the one sleeping, and then I wake right. up. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you just have to find someone and duplicate yourself through them. <laughs> right. They're duplicating stuff now, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. cloning animals, and sheep stuff. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, what advice would you give the aspiring equestrian, whether they're, you know, coming up through your program or wanting to start something similar? If you feel it in your heart, go for it. Do not let anyone tell you that you cannot. Because that was like another thing that I, I faced as a child, maybe seven years old, I met like this upscale facility taking riding lessons um and sorry someone was calling i was at this upscale facility taking riding lessons and they you know told me that i couldn't do it and here 20 years later they're sending their kids to me to take riding Mm -hmm. lessons wow Mm so Mm -hmm. yeah so just keep on if you feel it in your heart go for it Mm -hmm. That is sound advice for sure. Okay. You got any more questions, Caitlin? Um, I don't. We hit on everything. I just want to say good luck 
yeah. with all of that. And I hope you get the assistance that you need and it's up to your standards because I know how it is <laughs> when you want to teach somebody something, but then the person isn't doing it how you want it to be taught. <laughs> right, right, right. Yep. But I just hope all of that works out, like everything. And I hope we can come oh, visit today. Titan. Oh, hello. Say hello, Titan. This Hi, way. Titan. He's cute. He's like, you. I'm not interested in your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. But yes, you guys do have to come visit. and. Yes, okay. I didn't even realize there was like this much horsemanship happening in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I didn't either. <laughs> it is. <clears throat> it's a lot. Go over there. You heard, I, I held in my Fresh Prince song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the last guy, I didn't. And then when you said, you know, but I was like, oh, let me hold it in. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, Fresh Prince. <laughs> yes, yeah. Hopefully we can get him to come up and to, you know, yeah. come see what we're doing. Because everyone knows the Black Cowboys in Philadelphia. Everybody's Nick Mills. All know who we are, mm -hmm. so come support us. Right, right. <laughs> and especially now that it's one of it's more mainstream. Right, you know? right. I'm sure you guys will get a lot, a lot, a lot of publicity and you know attention when that movie comes out for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I can't. They, they are like, they did this short film called The Cage, mm -hmm. and. One of the producers, when I first met him, he said, "Did you see my film?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> he was like, "It's called The Cage." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Okay." He said, "I'll send it to you." And I'm like, "Okay." And I, and I never watched it. He texted it to me, and I never watched it. So one day, I'm like, "Let me just watch this film." And I'm like, "Excuse me." <laughs> it's like amazing. It's amazing. It was. It's what? like. Yeah, it won Lee Daniels and all the rest of the big people over, and it, this is his first time like really coming out as a a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. So we about to cry during this movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I cried during the movie, and like oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so important to my friend that was and this is all he talked about was this darn movie like mm -hmm. and I'm going to California and I got to do something for the movie and so I'm like you and your movie like okay yeah. so and and they you know they were really good friends he was the producers were really good friends with him also like it, it wasn't just a job to them they came in mm -hmm. like family like I love them like listen they're amazing <laughs> Well, good. Well, good. Well, I hope everything just goes smoothly for them um, and for you guys, too. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thank you for chatting with us today. Um, shout out your socials if you want people to follow you. On, uh, All right. So we have Instagram. We have number uh, one Concrete Cowgirl, Concrete Horsemanship, and we have Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy. Mm -hmm. And for Facebook, we have Concrete Horsemanship and Philadelphia Urban Riding Academy. All right. So I'm still learning how to work this technical stuff. So <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I can see how my phone is propped up on these candles. 
<laughs> it works. It works. There's like three different candles, like holding it, like so it doesn't fall and stuff. I'm going to invest in a phone stand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. is that what they're, they're like tripods or something? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Whatever. and I definitely will talk to uh, Leslie over at Work to Ride. Yeah. And let her know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. And we'll contact her from the back end and just kind of like tag team it. And then she'll be like, okay. oh, okay. <laughs> right. And, and I'll uh, talk to Kareem Rosser. He's like her star polo mm -hmm. player now. Mm -hmm. So he's, Kareem is awesome. So he'll be down for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And you have a good night. Thank you. See you, ladies. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for watching YBE TV. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can stay updated with our newest content. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We are on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram handle is at YoungBlackEquestriansTP. Remember to use hashtag YoungBlackEquestrians or hashtag YBE when making posts to social media. Tune in next week for another episode.